0: Welcome to Negotiating Happiness, the show that helps you find happiness, success, and balance in your work and life. I'm Adriana Fierstro, your host for this journey into entrepreneurship and personal growth. We're broadcasting live on 107.7 and 105.3 FM in New Orleans as part of the United Public Radio Network. We explore the latest strategies, insights, and stories from successful entrepreneurs and experts. From managing stress to building a thriving business, we've got you covered. Good afternoon everybody this is Adriana Fierastro, your host of Negotiating Happiness and today is Monday December the 18th uh, we are so close to Christmas you know the drill grab your coffee grab your lunch and come listen to another one of our shows here we are broadcasting live on the United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network at 105.3 and 107.7 fm in new orleans and we are also on roku tv um check us out there as well today i'm super excited to be here uh with with zach here hello zach how are you
1: i'm doing well adriana how are you today
0: i'm good thank you can you please pronounce your full name because i did not want to butcher it on live
1: (laughs) yes absolutely my name my full name is zach fagerberg
0: Hagerberg. There we go. So Zach here um, is a actualized She's he's from Actualized Potential Wellness Coaching, and he is an NASM Wellness Coach, and he has a Bachelor in Health and Exercise Science and a heap of experience so this is why i've brought zach here to talk to us um about the four pillars of wellness why because we're all entrepreneurs and we are burnt out if you don't think you're burnt out you're probably on the way so <laughs> I, this is why zach is here to kind of open our minds about you know the, the subject and how to kind of manage it um, he works one-on-one with uh entrepreneurs specifically obviously. So uh, here's a bit more about Zach. He was born and raised a multi-sport athlete, and even once he left athletics behind, he's maintained an active and fit lifestyle out of the enjoyment of the activities involved. Zach has been a successful trainer in big box gyms for almost a decade now, and has always had a passion for inspiring, motivating, and coaching others on how to create the strongest and most capable version of themselves. Through these many passions of Zach's last year, he founded Actualized Potential Coaching, through which he supports clients one-on-one in creating sustainable and impactful changes in their health and wellness by focusing on physical activity nutrition rest and mindset which are the four pillars so I'm super excited to dive in today um, and I want you to tell us first off tell us a little bit about your company Awesome, Adriana. entrepreneurial journey there
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely I appreciate so much the introduction and the opportunity to share time with the audience today. Um, When I created Actualized Potential in 2022, I really did so out of a feeling of getting to a place of being stuck in the big box gyms I was working in. Um, The big box gym I was working with at the time was, you know, a company that operated hundreds of gyms across the nation. And I felt like I was starting to service my clients in more than just a personal training session, um, hour for dollars type of fashion. But there was real rigidity in um, their company structure. And there wasn't really room to make adjustments in how I wanted to serve my clients. Right, and so sad. after a, a couple of years of battling with that and kind of headbutting with it, I got to a point in 2022 where i said wait a second if i'm so frustrated but i know how i want to do this then why shouldn't i just create it exactly that's where actualized potential came from and i think that it also really excited me to get away from just being in one brick and mortar location because i love helping people and so now that i'm available to clients virtually it's it's a much larger opportunity to help those who are in need of my services who are or who are seeking them compared to just being able to help people in one geographical location in a brick and mortar sense
0: it's amazing what the climate of you know these recently past events has created in terms of business and entrepreneurship and i think it's opened up a door for many people who didn't have that view of how they would run a business before right so it's awesome to see how many industries just jumped right on it and made it happen right and every time i talk to people who are heavily into networking groups they almost every single one of them has said no now we're all like fully virtual um, we haven't gone back to in person or we'll do you know like a quarterly event in person and that's it and it's funny how it's changed our mentality so much and it's opened up so many opportunities for for people like you who are used to only having kind of local contact with your potential clients right so that's amazing so out of a problem you've you've you know managed to build a business out and I love hearing that and I feel like most of us were in that spot where we had an issue you, and then we were frustrated with it and said you know what I'm doing it
1: yes absolutely and I don't get me wrong I, I don't want it to come across like it's been all sunshine and rainbows right there's definitely been ups and downs and many bumps it and never races. is <laughs> it
0: never is you can't convince
1: um, me we want to make sure we're keeping it real around oh, here but 100% no, really really glad that I that I did make that decision in 2022 and it's just been such a fun journey, and one that I'd never, I'd never want to do differently. Well, actually, there's maybe a, a spot or two that I'd tweak tweak something, but I, I'm so glad that I decided to, and I'm grateful for the people that I've met along the way.
0: Right. Yeah, that was actually going to be one of my questions. So now that you've touched on it, if you were to start all over again in your journey, what would you do differently?
1: Um, that's a really good question, Adriana. I think that. I'm a very gung ho person. So when I get into something, it's almost like everything else doesn't exist. And I think that one of the big things, although we just talked about the shift to online business, one of the things that I would maybe do a little differently is how fast I cut ties and transitioned out of doing any in-person work. Um, I think that I just got so gung-ho about the idea of having my own business built that was completely online that I really started to, I didn't necessarily burn bridges, but I maybe um, extra pressure on the business being developed at a certain rate by stepping away from the successful in-person business that I'd built for many years And so I think that if I were to do it again, I might just give myself a little bit more time to bridge the gap um, instead of just completely stepping away almost overnight from the in-person work um, and just doing the online side of things.
0: Right. Right. So that's so funny. You just give yourself more time. But when we first start out, we're so eager to just kind of, you know, go from one to 60 that we forget that maybe time ends up like polishing some of our techniques or our experience, right? We forget and we just want to get where we want to get. And we don't, we don't give ourselves time. I feel like that with myself too. I feel like I rushed to, to start. I rushed to get my website out and maybe I could have done it a little bit differently and, and you know, kind of taken the time to think about it more, but Hey, we, I guess we learned either way, right?
1: well and i think that that's the important part right is the learning and i think that we as entrepreneurs are are probably always at heart going to naturally be inclined to be the people who just jump in and get our feet wet and figure it out along the way right so yeah. I, I believe in acknowledging who we are as people and and playing to those strengths so um yeah sometimes it just takes jumping in and, and learning along the way
0: yeah no, that's right. And I, uh, for anybody who's listening, I want to describe to you what I'm seeing right now because I'm getting, I'm, as I'm listening to Zach, I'm just looking at his background and it looks beautiful. Zach, tell everybody where you are located.
1: So I'm located in Thompson Falls, Montana right now. It's a smaller city or smaller town on the northwest corner of the state, close to the Idaho border. And yeah, it's a, uh, I'm right on a river, a river that sits out back. It's pretty gorgeous up here
0: it's amazing. He looks like he has like the perfect backyard overlooking the river with trees and mountains in the back. I can't, I can't even deal with it. So (laughs) if you guys are listening, sorry, you're missing out. If you're watching this as in a replay, it's beautiful. I can't believe you get to work looking at that every day.
1: You know, I, I, I'm very fortunate for sure. That was one of the other transitions I enjoyed from getting out of the gym was, you know, there's only so much natural light that gets into a gym when you're there all day, every day. So now that I get to have offices like this, it's a perk.
0: And that's important. I feel like people don't realize that that's important, especially people that, you know, continue to live in the corporate world. Or maybe they know and they just feel like they don't have an option, right? But there's a reason why everyone's, like, gunning for that promotion with, like, the corner office that's surrounded by windows. Like, you need natural light, you know? That is part of... Um, what what makes us you know uh, human I guess I always say go outside and be a plant but really if I'm outside and I'm soaking up the Sun even if it's gray out and I can just sit there in the light I automatically feel better if you've never tried this highly recommend and you know with that tell us is there like any science behind that is that kind of like part of the four pillars like take us through that journey <laughs>
1: A hundred percent, there's science behind this. Um, I love that you're you're bringing it up. So, really, the pillar that out of the four that I would say it it most often comes up in is actually rest. Oh,
0: Um,
1: from the perspective, and we'll tie this in with the science here. One of the things that I definitely work with clients on is quality sleep not just like, Hey, I need you to go to bed at this time so that you get up at this time and get X amount of hours. Right. But like, if you're not sleeping well during those hours, that's an issue.
0: Yeah.
1: And one of the ways that we can really promote strong quality sleep overnight is to ensure that we have a strong circadian rhythm, which if, if people aren't familiar with that term, that is just the natural 24 hour cycle that our body has in itself that kind of gauges where we're at in the day. And it largely gauges that off of the sunlight that's natural outside. Right. And so, great little tool to install. Like you said, getting outside, being a plant and specifically in the morning, Mm. if you can get outside for even a 10 to 20 minute walk in the morning and even just remove sunglasses. I'm not saying, you know, blind yourself or anything like right. that. But if you can really get natural sunlight directly in your eyes, it actually is part of signaling that natural circadian rhythm in the morning, which ramps you up for the day, gets you energized, but it also leads to a reciprocal reaction from your circadian rhythm in the evening. And your body much more successfully starts to signal all of the wind down and go to sleep mechanisms that lead to you going asleep and then staying asleep to get quality rest overnight.
0: Right, right. So is there a difference? I mean, I've heard that there is a difference too if you're female versus male and how much you actually need to, to rest or get you know quality sleep. Do you have any of the sciencey facts about this?
1: You know, I would say that I'm not necessarily going, I, I wouldn't necessarily from my knowledge speak to any differences there. I think that one thing that's definitely important to understand that comes into to rest for me, for individuals, is talking about where your nervous system is at, whether you're male or female. I think that I know a lot of I've met a lot of really amazing and incredibly talented female entrepreneurs in the last 18 months in my entrepreneur journey who run companies or businesses and have large teams and are very stimulated throughout the day. And so their their central nervous system is very constantly put into fight or flight mode Mm -hmm. because of the amount of stress involved and that leads to the necessity of a larger amount of time spent in downtime so that the central nervous system can be balanced and brought back to a baseline because that's a huge part of success, succeeding in the rest pillar. So I, I, yes, not those things where it's the same cookie cutter rest approach for every person. It's very much about understanding what does your day-to-day life look like right now? What are the challenges? What things are stressing you? And how, also, what does schedule look like? I, I, might, I might say, hey, how many hours a night do you sleeping? And you say seven, and you're like, but it's not gonna get to be more than seven. So we need to figure out another tactic besides just saying increase sleep overnight
0: right. to
1: help balance that central nervous system out
0: right yeah i am terrible with this and this is probably the first thing that goes when i'm stressed out is sleep because then magically i can my brain just goes it's fine there are 24 hours in a day you just have to stay up longer and you'll get it done right (laughs) which is so flawed on so many levels and i mean it's not uncommon that people especially with young children too they you know they live off of five hours of sleep a day and that really catches up to you very quickly so That's definitely something that, that we need to work on.
1: (laughs) And, and I think it's one of those things where I encourage people to think about it from the perspective that you're, you're willing to work that way. And many others are too, because we care so much about what we're working on, whether it's the work we do or the parenting that we do, like it, it hits us in our heart and that's why we're willing to sacrifice for it. But if we Uh can Maybe just reframe the thinking a little bit to say, well, dang, if I care about it that much, being my best for it is what I'm really after. While shelling out more hours may feel up front like that's me being my best at it, showing up for quality hours of whatever that thing is, is actually what being my best at it looks like. And so, you know, there's no... We live such busy lives right now that it's, it's really hard to sit here and say, okay, so that means overnight you're going to overhaul your schedule and increase sleep by X amount of hours, right? right. But it, I think it does speak to the importance of not just leaving it as is, right? Whether it's 15 minutes here or uh, a practice that you install in your evening that helps you wind down more effectively, right? Instead of focusing on just overall hours of sleep these little steps that over time start to lead to a larger amount of time spent in quality sleep is certainly something that allows us to show up with effectiveness and efficiency for what we do instead of just trying to overpower that equation from a man hours perspective.
0: Totally. And this is a really good example with, uh, when I moved recently, I, didn't specifically take any time off and that was such a big mistake because I thought I could just do it all and what ended up happening is um, I wasn't efficient at moving and I wasn't efficient at balancing the two so I just ended up prolonging both the moving process and the project or whatever we had kind of ongoing client-wise and while my clients knew about it, it just, it would have made way more sense to be like, I'm just gonna be radio silent for two days get everything done, get some sleep, and then come back refreshed and ready to kind of finish everything. It's such a great example of that. And it's always like, do what I say, not as I do, because I am terrible with that stuff. Honestly. But I,
1: I think it's also hard because so much of society tells us that's the way to go about it these days right? To do all the multiple things at once. And if you're not doing it that way, then you're, you know, kind of slacking.
0: Slacking, yeah. yeah exactly. When
1: when in reality, like the human brain is wired to do one thing at one time. There's no such yeah. thing as multitasking. It just gets really good at switching back and forth. Um, yeah. So I, I don't think it's necessarily that we just need to beat ourselves up and say, what are we doing? It's very much that society encourages that that approach Yeah. Um, so being solution, able to just have hope
0: a... the solution it relies on us though so while we don't beat ourselves up for it I think we have to get really good at creating and, and maintaining those boundaries it's really easy to create them on paper too but if you don't maintain them and actually put them in place they, zero, yes zero steps forward you know <laughs>
1: And increasing the awareness of when those boundaries are being encroached on and and what the action steps are when that happens, for sure.
0: Yeah. So we talked about rest. What are some of the other pillars that you incorporate in coaching?
1: So the other three that we mentioned at the beginning are physical activity, nutrition, and mindset. And I would say that it's a very common thought process for those who are seeking coaching in my industry that like, Okay. Well, physical activity and nutrition, it's a foregone conclusion. Zach's going to give me a workout plan and Zach's going to give me a nutrition plan and that's that. Um, but with both of those pillars, I find it much more successful in setting my clients up to create actual lifestyles that they succeed at sticking with long-term to get them involved in those pillars. So we talk about goals and what they want to accomplish, because that's important to how those, those two plans are put together. But from there, there's a lot of ability for us to have a conversation around, what do you enjoy doing physical activity-wise? I'm not going to sit here and tell you that this is the only option. If you don't enjoy that option, there's tons of options for physical activity. Or if you don't enjoy that food option, there's tons of options out there for nutrition to meet the needs of your system. And so I find that getting my client involved in that process is what supports them in building a plan that they feel like they're not sticking to out of an adherence perspective. They're sticking to it from a, I made that. that. That's my plan, not Zach's plan that I'm doing because he said so.
0: Right. Or it's not like some cookie cutter. You know, I love I love videos these days where, you know, chat GPT will spit out a plan for you. No problem. You just have to give it a couple of parameters and it'll put it together for you. Right. So it's not that type of um, advice. It's it's very custom to. That's my understanding of what you're saying. It's very custom to to each whatever your needs are.
1: Absolutely. And just like your moving example, right. I think the other thing i really try to encourage with any of the pillars is not taking on so much at a time that it's this massive overhaul Mm -hmm. in in nutrition maybe it's working on one little thing like focusing on quality breakfast Mm -hmm. right we're not going to sit here and try to install a full meal plan and six or seven days a week of eating if we're not even consciously deciding what we're doing one day of the week right now.
0: So like baby steps.
1: Yeah. From the perspective and, and people don't like that from the perspective that they're like, well, I'm paying for coaching or I'm bringing on a coach. So I just want to know it all and have it all work next month. Right. Where in reality, even I, who has an educational background in this, It took me years to really get to a point where I mastered all four together, a little bit of working on this pillar for a while. And then, oh, well, this pillar is now being limited because this other pillar is holding it back. So now I'm going to shift my focus to nutrition so that I can continue to progress in physical activity. So it's a natural process of building on top of itself. um, And you just can't rush it if you want it to really stick over the long term.
0: Yeah. You mean you can't just throw money at a problem and it goes away overnight? That's weird.
1: <laughs> oh, man. We as entrepreneurs are hopefully familiar with that problem.
0: Yeah. Honestly, or, or with same. that it's, fact, it's the same for me. Let's say somebody comes to me and says, I want you to put together like a system for me for my operations. Right. So it would be like a done for you kind of thing. And I'll do it and I'll customize the CRM and I'll put in the workflows exactly how they would want their business to run. And I'll, you know, create videos for training to show them how it works and how they could make minor changes themselves. And then they can pass that on to staff as well. And it has happened where We've gone through this elaborate process, they've paid, they've received, they've tested it, they've watched the videos and they're just like, "Uh, it's not working for me. And it's because you're not putting in the time and effort to learn how to do it. So while somebody can do that for you and can guide you and can show you how to structure what it is that you need, you are still responsible for continuing to learn and to build on top of it because it is your baby. You know it is your health it is your business it is your you want to keep this machine going I provided you with the tools in the machine but you're the one that has to keep pushing the buttons that make it continue right so it's the same same idea some people are just not ready and I do encounter clients who come to me that say that they want the works And I'll say great do you know how do you want to run this and they'll say no and I said you're not ready for the works then unfortunately it's not just about taking your money that's not it it's about can you do can you do the the base right build your base how do you want to run your business how do you want to you know show up for clients how Do you need help? What are your resources? Where are you allocating them? What is your messaging? What do you tell the world that you do? And it's the same thing. And If they can't answer those questions, it would be very hard to translate into an automated client experience. And I've been there being like the tech person. And I've been there and I've looked at it and I've said, no, I can't automate this because my process just doesn't work that way, but it took me a long time to figure out how my process would work in order to make my life easier and automate it. Right. But that time is what made all of the difference, because if I were to pay somebody to do exactly what I'm doing for other people, I'd be like, this doesn't work for me.
1: Right. And it's just like we said already in our conversations today, it's truly that trial and error along the way that yeah. allows you to hone in on the process that sticks. Cause it's that error that makes you say, Oh, not doing that anymore and definitely using this process or system or routine. Um, And, and I think the same goes for people's health and wellness. I think, you know, when I give someone a, a physical activity plan, I highly encourage them. Hey, yes, I've put days of the week to the plan, but if based on your work schedule, your life schedule, certain days work better by switching them around to other days of the week, like, that's your prerogative. And I want you to do it because that's only going to increase the consistency in which the plan gets done. So again, you're, you said you hit the nail on the head. You have to be present and engaged in your process, not just looking for someone to hand you the cookie cutter plan approach and expect that that's going to fix the problem or, or get you the solution you're looking for
0: i mean it might for some people if they're wired that way or if they're just like on the cusp of it but like 99 percent of the time it won't work and i'll tell them you're not ready like i even have social media posts where it'll say like like maybe you don't need a va maybe you don't need an obm right like i'm not like i'm the obm part Maybe you don't need that yet, maybe you need to work on your processes first, or maybe you need to figure out if you need to make some changes to your business or, and I'm completely honest about it and I feel like sometimes people aren't ready to hear that or because they're not problem aware, right? Or or the people that are problem aware and solution aware, those are the best because they come in, they know exactly (laughs) what they want, right? So they'll then they'll actually listen to you and say, okay, this makes sense, Zach, I will do baby steps. And then you need to let me know, you know, when's the next step coming, when's, and those are just the people that are, that tend to be wired that way, right? Um, But it's, it's interesting. So you've mentioned that it, I mean, it is not easy to juggle all four pillars. Um, I just after our intro here, about halfway through, I want us to talk about um what do you do with clients that tell you like maybe they realize that, oh, like I just don't have time for this. I thought this was gonna be like that magic fix, right? So um, I want us to talk about that real quick. I just wanted to do a quick station ID first because we're about halfway here. So for those of you just tuning in, this is Negotiating Happiness and I'm your host Adriana Fierstro. and we are live on the United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network at 105.3 and 107.7 FM in New Orleans and we are also on Roku TV. And if you are just tuning in, I am here with my guest, Zach and he is a wellness coach among other wonderful things that he's about to tell us. Um, We are discussing the four pillars and stay tuned because Zach has a book as well that I wanted to explore. Um, So let's continue on Zach we were talking about you know what do you. What do you say to clients that come to you and say, I, there's no, there's no possible way that I can give time out of my day to four, like one pillar, never mind four?
1: So I think that the first thing that I always want to do when a client comes to me with that, that challenge is acknowledge them. Okay right? I think that it's important to to say, yeah, it's a busy life and you got a lot going on, especially as an entrepreneur. And hey, if there's parenting added on, like there is many moving pieces here. So I hear you. I understand. Right. Yep. Let's look at all four. And what I would encourage if we feel like we're in a place that all four or multiple of them is just not approachable, Let's do an honest assessment of where all four currently stand. And let's start a triage type process where we just focus on the one that's the most outlying. The one that if we do an honest assessment is the most detracting from you feeling your best, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then let's just start with the baby steps in that pillar. And you may say, Zach, this feels like I'm throwing you know, darts at an army of oncoming stuff, you know, but it's important that we start creating some sort of forward momentum. We can't let the mindset of current circumstances be the argument for staying there. Right. Right. So I, I, There are some who are in positions where they say, you know what, Zach, I just passed a busy season in business and I really am ready to dive into multiple pillar work and adjusting multiple aspects of life. But a lot more people actually fall on the triage side of things when we first get started. And it's much more about finding that pillar that's the most outlying and starting to create small pieces of momentum in that pillar um, that, that, Start to kind of snowball over time by nature.
0: Right. Right. So, so remind us again, right? So nutrition, fitness, rest, and mindset, right?
1: Correct. And I will say I'm a little picky on wording. I do swap the word fitness out for physical activity just because I really want to hammer home the messaging that it doesn't have to be necessarily this like fitness level orientation, right? There's, there's just general good health and wellness that can come from many arrays of physical activity that don't necessarily equate to what I think some, some or many people think of when the word fitness gets put in the equation. Yes,
0: no, you're totally right. You're totally right. It does create a more friendly environment for thinking of, Hey, how can I be physically active rather than, how can I get into fitness? Because that seems like such a daunting conversation for myself too, right?
1: (laughs) Totally, totally. And so physical activity, nutrition, rest, and then mindset, which is the one that we haven't talked about too much specifically, but I think that it is my favorite and it's also the most important because it largely determines how successful you're going to be in working on any of the other three as well. Agreed. And I think that it's probably the, the pillar that people least expect when they look for someone in the health and wellness or even fitness arena when it comes to movement and nutrition coaching. Um, but I really am a big, big, what's the word I'm looking for? Believer in mindset being something that can't get left behind because I did that to myself at one point and found myself in a very dangerous place from a mental health perspective.
0: Right, which is important. And just to cut in quickly here, hello, Helen, I'm so glad you're tuning in here. Um, So she says for her, she is focusing on movement. And that's, that's a really good point too, right? Physical activity, that phrase, totally um, supports the idea that let's just focus on moving. Let's just focus on getting to a point where you are not only comfortable, but you're progressing. Right. So thank you for that, Helen.
1: Absolutely. And I love that Helen used the word movement too. I think that's another one of those words that keeps it open to whether it's going to do something outside, whether it's going to do, something guided yoga wise on a YouTube video at home um, yes whether it's doing movement that helps you recover from the multiple surgeries Helen um, that that's something that can take on many shapes and sizes and doesn't need to be to be honed into one word or one approach for sure
0: right totally that makes total sense I'm so glad um, Helen that you're you're working on, on all of this stuff. I need to take a more active approach on that. I feel like at the holidays we're, we're just, you know, trying to tread water. And this is, I feel a good time to rely on the whole mindset thing of the whole, like, okay, let's take a step back. Let's try and breathe through this and remember, you know, the positive things. But what, how do you phrase it to your clients about how to start on mindset work?
1: I think that one of the big keys to me with mindset work when it specifically relates to your health and wellness is just like you said, when a client comes to you and wants to create, you know, wants the full works package, right? What's your why? Why have you decided that you want to work on your health and wellness? What's, What's driving you right now? Because if, if there's a big gap in being able to answer some of those questions, that's where we need to start. Right. Maybe we need to start with a little journaling. Maybe we need to start with a little bit of prompts that question you to dig in from an awareness perspective on what lights you up, motivates you to want to be a better version of yourself. And, And and.
0: sorry to interrupt there for anybody that is not um familiar i mean we've talked about it on the show before with journaling um you know a lot of successful people do it and it is a perfectly you know you can time it you can just give yourself five minutes and it's fairly cheap you've just you you can you can you actually can do it on the computer too but it i believe the science behind it is if you're writing it out your brain your connection between your brain and your your hand is different you can process things and it gives you a little bit more time to process as you're writing Um, so you're just putting your thoughts with or you have certain prompts that you can just put in this notebook and over time you will start to see Maybe uh, how your mindset shifts. And th- those are really simple exercises that we've mentioned on the show before. But just in case nobody was familiar with journaling, that's what we mean. And I know at, at first when I heard it, it sounded silly because it's like, I'm not 10 with a, like a little diary with a lock, but really, I feel like that is such a great tool, even for 10 year olds and for entrepreneurs to kind of express the things that are holding them back.
1: So yeah. I think it. Expression is such a a great tool to use journaling for, and I think also just increasing awareness. There's been times where I was like, oh, I didn't even know I was thinking that until I wrote it down answering a journal prompt, right? So I think that in terms of self-development requiring increases in self-awareness, right? Journaling can be a really powerful tool there. And so building on the mindset conversation, once the foundation of what's driving you, what's your why behind bettering your health and wellness at this point in your life, then I think it's about taking the action steps of connecting that to the things that you're taking action on daily. There are so many people that pay for the cookie cutter workout program. And when they go to the gym that day, they tell themselves mentally, cool, checked that one off the list for the day, right? The only problem with that process is that a month later, or three months later, your brains like, you know, just checking something off the list isn't I don't, I don't think I'm gonna go today, that's not really motivating, right? Versus if we can start building in the habit, and it's a lot of mental work at first, but when you're going to do your physical activity, going through the mental process of connecting it to hey, I'm doing this because it helps me achieve that big why that you connected to in your journaling and in your foundational mindset work, right? And sooner or later, compared to the other situation, three months down the road, difficult day where you wake up and you're like, I don't know if I feel like getting moving today, right? Instead of your brain saying, all I would do is check off a to-do list item, you say, but wait a second, that thing still helps me achieve that big why that I set out for in the beginning. And so even though I may not feel like it's, you know, exactly what I want to do today, I'm going to follow through on it because I still want that big reason. Yeah. So I I think that to me is what some of the mindset work looks like when it comes to health and wellness and starting to create that kind of integrated awareness around why you're doing what you're doing instead of just doing it to do it
0: right and isn't it that um the saying goes success is like five percent intelligence and 95 percent consistency because this kind of follows right into it right so it doesn't have to be something overly brilliant in your workout plan or your nutrition plan but if you are consistent to, with it, you will see success. Now, obviously there are other factors here for a lot of people like, you know, mobility, like physical ability or, um, you know, health issues or, or hormone issues, right? Um, that will impact some of the success that happens. But I, I think with if you work on the mindset portion, you will open yourself up to think about it differently. So you won't take failure As hard as somebody who hasn't done the work right I did a whole episode on how to embrace failure because it's not actually as bad as we think it is right and it kind of provides a baseline for things that we don't want to happen or things or or how to how to pick out the good out of the process and figuring out why things failed it's kind of the same thing right like if you're consistent you're seeing some success but not the success you want to I feel like It's mindset that will kind of get you over that hurdle, you know?
1: Absolutely. And I love that you talked about failure there, I think. So I read a book earlier this year by Ryan Halliday called Ego's the Enemy. Mm -hmm. And at one point through reading the book, I had this realization or or I don't know if realization is the right word, maybe just my mind connected some dots. And I had this thought about the word failure and how I think failure is really the same word as learning.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Failure is just seen through the lens of ego and learning is seen through a lens that lacks ego.
0: Yeah.
1: And so it's something that I work with just about every single client that I've ever worked with, whether in this business or in the gym on. And it's the understanding that consistency doesn't mean perfection.
0: Right. Right.
1: Right. Um, It it doesn't have to be perfect to be creating progress. So um, yeah, my mindset is without a doubt, the tool that if you can develop, no one gets to to take it away from you. It'll always be with you. I think it's very much determinant in, in how successful you are in business or the other pillars, whatever you're working on.
0: Totally. And I think the fact that you're making this differentiation between, or this connection I should say, between Um, failure and learning the two words I think that shows that you operate on a growth mindset right so you're not limiting yourself by saying I failed what you're saying is I learned XYZ and I think I'm gonna try it this way next time right because that leaves room for growth whereas if you say I failed this is the worst it's like okay so that's it that's it's a negative thought it's it's it doesn't show Any progress that you've made even though there might be progress in there right so it's really important to operate from a growth mindset to begin with and if you're not there yet you're gonna take these failures really hard which in whichever pillar you're in right and I have those days too you can you can still operate from a growth mindset and have those like pity party days where you're just like why am I so bad at this Or why is it that I've set, you know, uh, a goal for myself to go to bed at a decent time and I still can't make it? Or, oh my God, I can't believe I wasted so much time doing X, Y, Z instead of this, right? So it just, I think we just need to give ourselves some grace and understand that you're right. You're not just going to, you know... Pay a coach or a professional or for a service and expect it to, you know, um, flourish overnight. Especially in those industries where you require the client to put in a lot of their own work because it's so custom, right? It's not something that you can just spit out out of a computer. It it's, it's literally based on your willingness to operate within those frameworks, right?
1: Absolutely, and I think that that's something that. I really thought about hard when I was building my business and I love compared to when I was working in the gym and I was so busy with such a full client load to pay the bills that I could only talk to you or answer your questions for the hour we were in person together in the gym. And now my one-on-one clients can access me all day, Monday through Friday, every day. And that's where I've even, I've even started working with some clients who have this expectation based on previous coaches that if something doesn't go according to plan they're like afraid to report it because they think i'm gonna like crack the whip on them and then it's gonna be this whole negative situation Whereas, like yeah like wait you're not upset yeah we're we're gonna talk about how i can grow from this situation oh
0: yes (laughs) can I tell you how I've personally been through these diet programs I will not name names where you would literally get reprimanded for not meeting certain quotas or not meeting and they would always you know kind of threaten you with you're gonna get kicked out of the program but you're not getting your money back and I'm just like this is absolutely archaic and let me tell you what happened I lost the weight and I gained probably hundred and twenty percent of it back so it's just it just shows you that how you go about things really does matter that the results need to be consistent and long-term not just short-term but we're as a society we're so obsessed with you know instant gratification that we forget that we're not just living for tomorrow we're living for like you know 60 years from now 70 100 you know whatever so it's, it's funny that you say that because I've personally experienced that where I would be afraid to write down on like this little diet sheet exactly what I was consuming or not consuming because at one point it was so unhealthy that I couldn't even um, get to the minimum ca- uh, calories allotted because yep. my body was just fighting back like consistently against it. And I'm talking like 800 calories a day. Yeah. It's not terrible a lot, stuff, right? No, yeah. so that like, is
1: not livable by anyone.
0: Trauma coming back as you're saying that I'm like, yes, people actually do this. They reprimand their clients in such a horrible way. It's awful, awful.
1: And, and I think that at our very core as humans, we all want to be good. Yeah. We all, we're all trying our darndest, right? And to reprimand someone who's brought you on to support them in a process is not approach, if you ask me, that's going to lead to success. And I I say that from, you know, I've had more personal experience with reprimanding coaches in different points of my life than I'd like to say that, but helps me say with confidence that it's not the approach that leads to someone achieving being at their best. Right. You know, I think it's empowering people. It's reminding people that, hey, just because you made a mistake, that doesn't define you, that doesn't determine your ability to succeed or not in this process. The next step does. Um, so all of it comes back to mindset.
0: Right. Exactly. I'm so glad. That we're on the same page about this oh man yeah i i think and i think uh nutrition too takes a similar approach as physical activity because we we keep hearing people you know being successful for a while and then just kind of falling you know out of it and i you and i were talking right before the show started that um vacation is probably one of the worst times to get all you know to get in and out of a routine right but it's necessary. So what's your approach with that? If somebody tells you, Hey, I've completely fallen off the wagon because I went on vacation, how would you approach it?
1: I would say that, so I I made a little reference to it earlier. Let's pick one meal, you know, and, and usually let's, you know, I'd encourage starting with breakfast. I'd rather build from the first part of the day into the latter half than, let whatever you want to happen in breakfast and lunch happen and then say, let's hone it in for dinner. Right. Right. Um, I think starting the habit at the beginning of the day, but taking the pressure off and saying, look, really talk to you about what lunch and dinner look like right now. Like, here's some ideas for breakfast. Let's talk through them to make sure there aren't foods that I'm thinking that you're not going to want to intake. Right hone in on a few ideas. And then over the next few weeks, I'm just going to ask from a nutrition perspective, how breakfast is going. Yeah. Right. Once we get to a point where for a week or two at a time, you can check in daily and say, Hey, nailed my breakfast this morning, hit my morning, energized, felt good. Then we can start to talk about, okay, what is do you, you know, are you active in the morning from a physical sense? Like, do you need a snack in the morning? Or are we just talking about going to lunch next And we can kind of start talking about the next steps in the day as you build consistency, one step at a time.
0: Right. That sounds great to me. So we're, we only have a couple minutes left, but I really wanted to show everybody here, um, you wrote a book and I, if you look in the description, you'll find the Amazon link for. Our American friends and the Amazon link for our Canadian friends as well. I just ordered it actually today. I meant to do it earlier and I just didn't have time. I can't <laughs> Thank wait. Thank you so much. Yeah, I can't wait to get it. So, for anybody that's listening, I've just put up a, a, a picture of the cover here. So, it's a culmination of lessons that helped me build an intentional life. And tell us a little bit about the book.
1: Thank you so much, Adriana. So, this I have a big smile on my face right now because this truly was like my big passion project of the year. Um, I I did it all myself. I edited myself. I published myself. Um, And really what the book is meant to be as it alludes to in the title is all the lessons I learned from training in the gym that allowed me to find success with my health and fitness that i think are actually life lessons um and and really where the title of the book came from was earlier this year i was at a a networking event with some other entrepreneurs and a friend of mine approached me and asked me the question zach how are you so intentional with what you do in business and and how you do life and i was as i was later in the year looking for a title for the book and trying to think through what really this book was trying to communicate, I realized that that's what this, this culmination of lessons allowed me to build. Finding success in the gym really does take an intentional approach, you have to understand what you're doing, you have to control the variables in play. Um, And so this, this book is meant to be a, a culmination of lessons that help people understand how to take an intentional approach to what they're working on in life.
0: Right. That's amazing. And it obviously goes through your fitness journey, right?
1: So, yes, I definitely share. Uh, gosh, there's it, it's a great way for people to learn a little bit more about Zach, for sure. I mean, I share stories in the book all the way back to childhood. So um, really, really, it's my gym journey and also a little bit of my life journey. Um, I Amazing. think that the two are intertwined for sure. I haven't always been a gym junkie. So, um, kind of <laughs> helps, helps people understand how I got there and, and what's taken place since then.
0: Right. Right. Cool. I can't wait. Like I said, it's, it's on the way. I think it's two day delivery. So I'll let you know. Well, I,
1: I will very much look forward to what your thoughts are.
0: Yes. Awesome. And, um, one of my final questions here is, what makes you happy like like individual zach not partner zach not you know sibling zach not you know um what what kind of drives you forward with this entrepreneurial journey what makes it worth it
1: so i share a story that led to the the name of my company actualized potential um in 2019 i was very far down my gym journey. And I was actually closing in on stepping into competing in the bodybuilding world. And I was about 10 weeks out from a show that I was preparing for the most physically fit, the strongest I'd ever been. I found myself one evening checking into a mental crisis facility in, in the area I was in in Colorado because I was struggling with apathetic thoughts towards self-harm and losing my own life. And that was just a real red flag to me because I've experienced, I've been close to that type of loss. And when I checked into the mental crisis facility that evening and I worked with the professional I did, at the end of the session, by by law, she had to work through a worksheet with me that was an emergency action plan that she sent with me that is meant to give you guidance on if these thoughts come back, right? What What are some things you can take action on? And the last question on the sheet was, at this moment in your life, what do you find most worth living for? And the only thing that I could think to answer at the time was leaving the door open to the opportunity of fulfilling my potential. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm not here, then that opportunity to fulfill all the potential I have instantly goes out the window. Yeah, and. And that moment is truly why I created actualized, like why I named my company actualized potential, because that's, that's truly what makes me happy is Mm -hmm. this pursuit of, and I don't want that to come across as, you know, I'm always trying to, I'm always working. I'm always at the gym or I'm always, you know, I think that there are many aspects of relationships with others, whether it's family, friends, loved ones, uh, mentors, those that you're teaching there's many aspects of actualizing your potential that aren't just like work, 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 go, go, go all the time. Um, but, but that truly is whether it's bettering myself physically, whether it's bettering myself relationally, whether it's bettering myself mentally, I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm taking action on bringing my potential to real life. And that just makes me happy down to my very core.
0: That's that's awesome. I mean, I'm so sad to hear that you've experienced such, you know, hard um like it's not just mental health, it's just the situation that you're in. But look at look at how much you were able to create and how much you were able to bring out of yourself, right? It's such a an accomplishment. And that's not to say that everybody that struggles with that kind of stuff needs to be valued based on what they can create out of it i'm just thinking that you took the time you you recognized that you needed to heal and you took baby steps from there and that's exactly what even you know the book it's like it's you were intentional about how you were spending your energy and you were able to do the things that you wanted to do and i think that's what people need to get out of this you can do the things that you want to do you just need to give yourself some grace and use the tools that are available to you right because it's not easy. None of this is easy, right? So that's such an inspiring story. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, I can't wait to see what else, you know, comes out of this because you're on such a great track. I mean, you've got a book out. I actually went on your Instagram and I saw that you've got a men's retreat coming up in March, right?
1: Yes. At the end of March, I'm hosting my first men's retreat. And this comes back to wanting to get back to doing a little bit of the in-person stuff as well as working with people virtually. So I'm super excited. Um, it's, it's going to be down in Sedona, Arizona, and it's just going to be a quick weekend. Um, and there's not that many spots because it's my first one. So I want to make sure that the guys who do come get the experience that I'm envisioning instead of trying to bring more people than I can create the experience for. Um, You're a man who's looking to find other men who are interested in self-development both personally and health and wellness wise um, if you're a golfer if you're an outdoors person um, if any of those <laughs> things fit your fancy then it's definitely going to be a great weekend
0: that's amazing yeah that was kind of our approach too when we ran our um, retreat was we wanted to have kind of an intimate group just to you know make sure that we met everybody's expectations of it I think you, it'll be a great time and especially now you're giving you're giving activities away if you're a golfer you know there's gonna be golfing in there so <laughs> get on yes that. Well, so absolutely guys, it's gonna be it, taxable it's taxable it's a business expense so do it, do it better do it. myself I highly recommend highly recommend. I'm, we're actually trying to run another one. Um, we're just, um, kind of putting the details together. So that's so exciting to see that it's coming back. We're getting back to in-person activities. So yeah,
1: for sure. And, and there's no, you know, links or anything like that in the show notes for that. But if people are watching the replay or tuning in and they're interested, you can just shoot me a DM on Instagram. Uh, my, my handle is here right below my, my camera um or you can connect with me on my website which is linked in the in the show notes so either way you want to reach out we can talk retreat
0: i've also pasted it in the comments guys i've pasted um zach's website and i've also pasted where to get his book and you can see here how you can contact him on like you said on instagram at zach fagerberg um and um he will give you the details but i'm sure you can see it once you go on his profile because i think it was like The fourth post down so amazing yes
1: and i'll be continuing to chat about it
0: yes thank you so much um uh we are at the end of the show i'm sure we could have gone into a whole other slew of topics as well so we'll just have to have you back next year uh maybe maybe you'll come back uh before the retreat and we can talk about that a little bit more Um, For sure, but thank you everybody who tuned in. Um, And again, thank you to uh, the United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network for giving us this platform. Um, Can't wait to bring you guys even more entrepreneurs to talk to about everything. Where we keep it real here successes failures personal life professional life we want to hear about it all and thank you to everybody that tuned into the chat we always welcome people with questions or with comments um and a really big thank you to zach who took the time to be here and tell us about um you know his coaching practice and um you know revealing a couple of golden nuggets there of information that we can take through and apply to our day-to-day lives um and next week is uh, Christmas here on this side of the world, and um, but there are so many other holidays that we're um, celebrating in the next month or so. Uh, you know, there's Yule, there's Hanukkah, there's um, oh my gosh, there's Christmas, New Year's, there's I believe there's a Zoroastrian uh, holiday coming up too, and uh, I'm missing, I'm probably missing a couple here. What's another one that's really that's really on? The, I had this all prepared and now I'm just all
1: <laughs> I was gonna say you're the travel expert you would know much better than I.
0: Um, There is another one and I completely forget here. Let's see I can't I can't end the show like this I'm gonna be super upset about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Let's see if Google can help us here. almost I should know this because I work with a client that uh, teaches uh, religious Kwanzaa oh my gosh how did I forget that Uh, ah yes education about religion so that's really cool yeah so we had Bodhi Day Um, there's yule is really close christmas kwanzaa we had saint nicholas actually which we um celebrate as well um especially for the kids and i do believe there's a zoroastrian um holiday coming up to maybe in january so um so happy holidays to everybody and uh we will see you in the new year, I guess. Or is there another one? Let's see. No, there isn't. We pro we're probably gonna do some replays for the next two weeks because it hits right on Christmas and New Year's. Um so Zach, thank you for closing out our year, I guess. <laughs> and it's also I feel 30th honored, yeah. So I mean who thought about this? Who thought about this, right? <laughs> Thanks again, oh, I everybody. So and it. have a Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of December, and we will see you guys in the next year.